Sorry, everybody. We were dealing with uh, technical difficulties. So I was saying we're going to pick up where we left off here with the Buffalo Bills. So yes. we're going to talk about – we talked season moves for the Bills. I was adding Cole Beasley and uh, Tyler Croft, but the dumbest one was why would they add an old Frank Gore? <laughs> Completely agree with Cole Beasley. It's always nice to have a slot guy that's that's right there, you know, just in case, you know, the big play is not there. You could check it down to those type of guys who potentially catch the ball and, and, and go yard, um, essentially. So I think he was a he was a nice he was a great security blanket for Dak. I think you could have a similar situation um with uh with, with Josh Allen. Uh um I mean I think yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't too, I was kind of confused about, about the Frank, uh, Frank Gore move as well. I thought they would probably go try to try to draft and get a younger running back, especially not too sure what, what's going on with McCoy. I think McCoy will stay for this year at least. But um, you know, but it's again, it's, it doesn't hurt to have bring guys. Okay, okay, yeah. I just feel like um, I, you know, it does, it doesn't hurt to have some veteran guys in that locker room. Obviously, Frank Gore's been through, through it all, through the ups and the downs. You know through the struggling years in San Francisco. And then, you know, when they had Kaepernick, you know, they had some success. And then went to the Colts. He thought the Colts was going to be really good. So, you know, I think he, I think it's, I think it's a good time pickup just to have a, just to have a veteran in your ear, just talking. Yeah, absolutely. So with that being said, uh, CJ, we want to apologize to all our listeners out there that we went through an audio issue. So apologize to everybody out there. Sorry about that, guys. Technical difficulties. Yeah, so now let's continue where we left off. So my my favorite draft picks for the Bills was Ed Oliver uh, and then Cody Ford and Dawson Knox. Said about Ed Oliver, great, great defensive tackle. I think he'd be really special right away, instant impact. I like Cody Ford as well. Also, you, gotta, you have to be able to protect uh, Josh Allen. That's very key. Uh, yeah, I think those. I mean, those are the great picks you get. You need a, You need a guy that could get to the protect the quarterback. So I think those were the those were very key pickups for Buffalo. Yeah, absolutely. So with that being said, uh, so with that being said, everybody. So let's talk about now uh, my breakout rookies for the Buffalo Bills in 2019. It's going to be Ed Oliver, Cody Ford, and Dawson Knox and Devin Singletary. And on and my breakout stars on the Bills this year is Josh Allen and Tremaine Edmonds. Mm, yeah, he's he's gonna be a beast. He's gonna be a beast. Uh, I'll say uh, offensive and defensive rookie of the year for uh, for Buffalo. Obviously, Ed Oliver again, and uh, I, I like Singletary. I like Singletary. He, he may not get a lot of touches, but we'll see. But um, he, you know, I think you know, I think now with with the NFL. We're starting to see a lot of three back uh, backfields and different guys doing an array of different things. So he might have an impact on the team despite despite uh, McCoy and Gore being there. And then uh, for the offensive defensive players, got to go on defense. Uh, Tremaine Edwards is a great pick. I'm gonna go with Tre'Davious White, another beast. I think he's I think he's gonna prove why he's one of the best uh, top top five top three corner in the league. And then on offense, yeah, I mean you have to, you have to go with Josh Allen. You could only hope he improves in year two. The big numbers. Oh, absolutely. So, with that being said, uh, let's do the game to highlight on the Buffalo schedule. Uh, I look forward to when it's Bills weeks one and 17 because it's going to be the battle of who's the better young quarterback in last year's draft between Josh Allen and Sam Darnold. Yeah, I, li- I like those games a lot. Um, I don't know. You could say the same thing about um, 
Buffalo and, and Miami as well against Josh Allen, against Josh Rose. I think those are going to be some really good games. Uh, looking at it right now, I like I like Bills. Well, yeah. Um, let's see right now. Looking at some of the games. Patriots, Bills, always going to be good. I like I like Allen's versus uh, if Hassan gets the starting job. Uh, I think that would be really good. Bills, Browns going to be good and, and at Cleveland. Bills, Cowboys as well. Cole Bees to going back to uh, Dallas. Let's, let's see how that works out. And then you have a, another, you know, had the soft, sophomore battle between Lamar Jackson and, and Josh Allen back in Buffalo. So I think there's some really good games. Yeah, but I I, I, I look forward to when it's Rosen versus, uh, uh, I mean, Allen versus Darnold and then battle the Joshes against the Miami Dolphins. And we will talk, discuss that. You and I think that Josh Rosen will be the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, yes. And yes. let's get to our record prediction of the Buffalo Bills. I say they're going to go eight and eight with a third place finish. I will say they will go, man, <laughs> eight and eight. I'll say I'll say seven and nine. I'll say seven and nine with a. So still third. Last. No, I think I think they'll be I think they'll be last. I, I like I like the rest of Miami's roster. No, the reason um, why I have Buffalo third is because, in my opinion, Miami's going through a rebuild phase. Rebuild phase, but they still have some. They still have some good players. They still have some good players. Buffalo has some good players too. So um, I think, yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't have it. I don't have the win the loss ratio between both teams being that big of a margin between Miami and Buffalo. But um, uh, yeah. So I, I, we'll we'll talk about my my uh, record prediction for the for the Dolphins right now. But yeah, right now I have them. Yeah, I got them. Yeah, I got them seven and nine. I think they're six and ten. I think they're still they're still they're still in a rebuild Who, phase. Buffalo. Well. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you still have a young quarterback. And uh, you know, you know that the head coach is you know still still fairly young as well. hasn't hasn't been a head coach for that long. And uh, they have some good pieces. They still don't have, they don't have a you know they don't have a clear cut number one wide receiver. So they you know they, there's, Brown, you know, there's though, some things so as well. I think John Brown would be a deep threat. John Brown would definitely be a deep threat. I think he could do. He's obviously going to have a have a great season with with uh, with Allen's arm. But I think they're still going to you know really run the ball and put the McCoy's hands. And, and then you know, off play action, you could get it to guys like like John Brown, like Robert Foster. So, uh, yeah, I think I think they'll still struggle a little bit, but um, because I'm looking at their schedule, the schedule is really tough. You got the Eagles, uh, you got the Ravens, you got the Cowboys, Steelers. Uh, so, it's it's it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. All sure. right, so let's go on to the Miami Dolphins. So my draft grade for them, I give them a C plus. They didn't really do that much in the draft, though. Yeah, yeah, they really didn't do a lot. They really didn't do a lot. Not, not a. Um, I like, uh, like Wilkins, the defensive guy they picked up in the first round. I think that was a really good pickup. Uh, you guys, you never hurt. It doesn't hurt to have guys in up front in the middle. Uh, I think, I think everybody in the in the AFC East in the first round went with a defensive lineman. So that just goes to tell you the respect they have for Brady. One, and I, th- I think I like Wilkins a lot. He's, he was, you know, he was, played really well at Clemson. But I, yeah, I give him a C plus. Yeah, I don't. I don't like giving. I don't like giving teams F's and D's. I don't know, because <laughs> you never know. You never know. Players, you know, there could be guys that get drafted in fourth, fifth round and end up being stars. I just, you know, just being a Pats fan and seeing Brady, seeing Brady's career, being drafted in the sixth round, you just don't know. So once these guys get opportunities, and then let's get to our question of the so, yeah, day for the Miami Dolphins. So my question for you is a Brian Flores related question. So how do you think Brian Flores will do in his first season as the head coach of the Miami Dolphins? Because obviously you and I know him very yeah, I think, well. 
when he was a, when he was part of right. Bill Belichick's coaching staff. Right, exactly, and I think that's why I have have them third in the division because of that. I think uh, he's going to bring that type of identity to to Miami. And, you know, and they also have O'Shea as as the offensive coordinator. So I think uh, I think they're going to play. I think they're going to run the ball as well. They run the ball, give it to Kenyon Drake, give it to the, some of those guys. They have some nice weapons: Kenny Stills, Devontae Parker. It's just about getting those guys the ball. I think you have a guy like Josh Allen in there. I think it's definitely going to give those guys a rock. Pretty you sure mean Rosen motivated. or Allen? I'm sorry, yeah, Josh Rosen. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, this that's going to be that's going to be for the next decade between those two guys. But uh, yeah, I think I think Flores is great. I think Flores is great. He you know, coached a hell of a game in, um, in, Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl against against the Rams. And I think he's going to continue to bring that type of mindset to my I own. absolutely agree with that. From a Patriots fan perspective, I think Brian Flores is going to do a great job coaching the Miami Dolphins, but I don't think this year – I don't think in this, in this first year it's not going to be easy. I think he's going to do a great job. Right. Brian Flores. Yeah, same. Yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for him, hey, like, like, like we've been saying for since – since uh, the, the, the head coaching room has started to come out and the team, I'm for him except, you know, those two names. All right. So with that being said, let's talk about um, – let's predict who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins on week one against the Baltimore Ravens. Is it Josh Rosen or Ryan Fitzpatrick? My pick is Josh Rosen. Yeah, I got I to gotta go with Rosen. Yeah, got to go with Rosen as well. Fitzpatrick is, is a journeyman. You would hope he doesn't. He doesn't beat out Rosen since Rosen is the younger guy. I think, you know, push come to shove. You know, if, 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 this, if this experiment with Rosen doesn't work out, go back to the drawing board, go back to the drawing board and, and potentially get a guy like Tua uh, in the draft. I think so, it's going to work uh, with Josh I think Rosen, Rosen Yeah, yeah, I have faith too. I think he, I think he has a, ch- a big on his shoulder than probably what he had when he got drafted. Remember, he, out, of the, um, out of the quarterbacks, I think he was the, the last one drafted, if I'm not mistaken. Well, not Lamar, but either the, you know Baker and those guys. I think he was the last one, so I think he has some he has some motivation, the big time chip in the shoulder. You get traded for for Kyler Murray, uh, going to a different conference. I think he's in a great situation playing in Miami. He's he's from Cali, nice weather. Play well. I think it beats out. I think it beats out for Magic. Fitz Magic. I think so too. <laughs> so, with that being said, uh, expect Ryan Fitz, uh, uh, expect Josh Rosen to start for the Miami Dolphins Week One against the Baltimore Ravens. Absolutely. So my favorite offseason move for the Dolphins was when they got when they extended Devontae Parker. But the dumbest offseason move for the Dolphins was letting go of Ryan Tannehill. Why do you see it as a dumb move? It's a dumb move because I thought Brian Flores would just give him a chance or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we I think we talked about this a little bit. I just think as being the head coach, being your first year as a head coach, kind of want a clean slate. And I think you want to get your guy, you want to get your quarterback. I'm pretty sure they watched a lot of film on Rosen. And I think, I think it was smart to, to get, to get Rosen. He's younger. You could, you could, you know, you could groom him into the quarterback that you want him to be. Uh, Tannehill, we, we, we already know what he, what he, what he can do. Um, I think, I think going to Tennessee was probably the best fit for him. Him and Mariota kind of play similar, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think Flores probably looked at it like you know, this, if I'm if I'm gonna, I don't want my first season. If my first season is poor, and we have Tannehill there. You know, that's not my guy. That's not the guy I wanted. You know, clearly they wanted Rosen because they traded for him. So I think I think it was just it was time. But uh, yeah, obviously resigning Devontae Parker is key. You, you need a number one guy. You, you need to have a number one wide receiver on the outside, especially with a young quarterback like Rosen. So I think that was very. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely uh, right about that. So. With that being said, uh, let's talk about 
let's talk about my favorite draft picks for the Miami Dolphins, but I'm going to choose one here this time. I'm going to say Christian Wilkins. <laughs> say, yeah, exactly. It's the same, same. Christian Wilkins again, uh, another Clemson beast on that D-line, uh, just disrupting guys. I think he's the one, one of the key things that, you know, that gets slept on about those, those um, they're leaders. They're all of them leaders. All, all, every single one of those guys were, were dominant. I think, what, four of those guys got drafted in the first round, so uh, special. All right, so so with that being said, uh, let's talk about now. Uh, let's talk about my players, rookies of the year for the Miami Dolphins. It's going to be Christian Wilkins and Isaiah Prince. Isaiah Prince, yeah, I'll go, I'll go Prince, and yeah, <laughs> Wilkins is a beast, man. Wilkins is a beast. Christian Wilkins, Wilkins beast, I think, I think he's going to take over that the role that Cameron Wake had, you know. Sure, sure, definitely, definitely. I think that's what they hope. I think that's that's what they definitely hope that uh, that that he does. He becomes that leader and that guy on, on up front for them for for the next decade. Absolutely. And then my offensive and defense, my breakout stars on the Dolphins this year. I'm going to go with uh, Kenyon Drake, Devontae Parker, Mike Gusecki, and Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, man, Gusecki's nice. I think he could be. He could do some special things. Obviously. You know, again, that's why, you know, I think he's, he's, he might have a breakout year for the simple fact that, you know, uh, you know, New England, you know, former New England head coaches now in Miami, they've seen Gronk for, for a decade. So I think he has, he has Gronk type uh, skills, has a Gronk type skill set. Um, he's pretty good blocker and he has some decent hands, six, seven, real tall. I think, I think he'll have a really good year for them. Um, my offensive, I'll say Devontae Parker, man, you know, I, I was, I, I thought he was going to be an instant impact guy coming out of Louisville. I think now with, with, with Flores there, O'Shea being the OC, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to get a lot of targets just about him staying healthy. And then on defense, yeah, got to go Minka Fitzpatrick or, or, and also Xavier Howard as well. Oh, absolutely. So with that being said, uh, let's go over the Dolphins' 2019 season schedule. But the game I'm looking forward to about the Dolphins is I can't wait to see when Brian Flores coaches against Bill Belichick in weeks two and 17. Yeah, for sure. Yes, we too. Yeah, we too. I'll definitely have a, I'll definitely have that circled uh, September 15th. Yeah, yeah I have that circled one. on uh, my that's... calendar as well. <laughs> facts, facts. Yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be good. Obviously, um, Dolphins versus the Browns. I think any team against the Browns is going to be special just because of the just the, all the expectations around Cleveland. I think that's going to be good. Right now, and I'll that... say, yeah, of course, New England, Miami. All right. So now that – And it's Miami said... it's, it's too. What were you saying? I said, and it's at Miami as well. And, you know, yeah. last time I played my married Miami Miracle. So it's gonna, oh that's going to be a great game. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be a good game. That's going to be a great game. It's going to be a great Can't game, that's for, that. for sure. So now with that being said, uh, let's talk about now um, the projected record of the Miami Dolphins this year. For me, I'm going to say since it's a rebuild year for the Dolphins, I'm gonna, I think Brian Flores and the Dolphins will take baby steps. I think the Dolphins will go 5-11 and 11 in Brian Flores' first year as the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Okay. I got them, I got them going 8-8. Eight and eight. So that's what I'm saying. Like, the discrepancy between both of those two teams is really not that, not that big for me. But I think, uh, you know, I believe in Flores a lot. I think he could, you know, he could change – he could bring some, obviously, you know, people are going to say, people are trying to make the comparison between him and Mike Patricia. I think that's fair. It's two different coaches, two different situations. And, they, you know, obviously the, the Lions went 6-10, and 10, but I think uh, I like Flores a lot. He called the hell of a game, man. He called the hell of a game. You know, everybody was saying that, you know, the Rams, you know, they put up 30 points against everybody the entire year. 
So for them to only score three points in the last game of the season, that that was impressive to me. So I think uh, I think they go eight and eight, and I think they have a have a, a solid a solid year to, for his first year. Oh, absolutely. So with that being said, uh, now let's talk about the New York Jets. So some some headlines to talk yeah. about the New York Jets is question for you is how will Adam Gase do in his first year as the head coach of the Jets and what was your reaction to Joe Douglas being the new general manager of the New York Jets because obviously Joe Douglas and Adam Gase go way back yes it was a great it was a great move you want to have a guy that's that uh that's very close to to the head coach they're going to be synced together for however, however long they're there so it's very important that they have that type of camaraderie um, you know, as they're working together, that's, you know, that's what everybody wants. You want to work with people that you're, that you're cool with. So Joe Douglas, obviously being, being in Philadelphia, you know, did a great job of, of getting guys in free agency and also developing guys and drafting through the draft. So I think that was, that's excellent for the Jets. So they, they got, they got a, they got a key guy and um, yeah, I, I love the move. I love it. Cool. All right. So, so with that being said, uh, do you think there's a contract extension coming for Leonard Williams? I would hope. I would hope so. I mean, I hope that. I mean, it wouldn't be smart to let him test the market. Um, you you got to lock him up. He's a cornerstone piece for that team. Him and Jamal Adams. Uh, you, you just, it's, it's very imperative that that you keep him there for. I for think Leonard next, Williams is a Jet for a long choose. time. You know. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't see why not. I don't see why not. Obviously, it's New York, big market, and um, you know they're you know they they, they have a complete. You know, changing jerseys, changing uniforms. I think they you know, they want to bring something new, some some new energy, and I think they want him to be a part of that. Yeah, absolutely. You're you're absolutely right about that. That the next thing we're going to ask you about the New York Jets is, um, what's your draft grade for the New York Jets? I think I think I give this Jets team a, uh, I give them a solid B. I mean, I th- I thought they hit it on with Quinn and Williams. Yeah, I give him a B as well. Getting Quentin Williams, uh, Jakai Polite from Florida. A lot of people had him going high, possibly first round. Uh, he went; they got him, picked, picked him up in the third. That was a great pickup. Uh, yeah, Quentin Williams, <laughs> he was special man. That's what I'm saying. Him, the Leonard Williams, the Williams, the Williams guys. Yeah, on, on that D line. The Williams wall. Yeah, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be dominant. That's gonna be dominant for the you know for the next decade or so. It is gonna so, be yeah, dominant. I, I give him a B. I think that's that's going to be a dominant uh, force, which is called the Williams Wall. I think it's going to happen in the next decade or so with the Williams Wall. You know? <laughs> yeah, I like that. They already see. They already have. They already have nicknames. They haven't even played together yet. So, <laughs> so with that yes. being said, um, let's do the game to highlight on the New York Jets 2019 schedule. I think I look forward to the Jets two matchups against the New England Patriots. One week three, and the other week seven. Yes. Browns versus the Jets at MetLife. Man, that's going to be, <laughs> that's going to be good. That's going to be good, man. Uh, Dallas, Dallas coming to MetLife. That's going to be good too. Uh, of course, of course, New England versus. I mean, that's you know, that's a given. That's a given. But uh, yeah, I definitely got. I have that. Uh, I have that circle for for the Jets. The Jets versus versus the Browns, and. I think they play the Ravens as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they do. Yes, they do. So, I think yeah. – so, yeah, those, those games right there are definitely something I'll be looking out for. And uh, I think I just want to talk about uh, – uh, I don't know. Are we going to talk about off-season, their off-season moves as well? Was that? Are we going to talk about the Jets' off-season moves as well? Yeah, we will. We're just, ta- we're just going okay. over the schedule oh. real quick. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So, yeah, Browns, Cowboys are, are, the, are the two teams I, I've highlighted. I'm definitely – 
to, to see. And I also highlight uh, Darnold versus uh, Allen, and then Darnold versus Rosen, USC versus UCLA. I like it. I like the AFC East now, man. I, it's a, I'm it's a, a, I'm I think a, I think with Tom Brady as the older quarterback, we got very good young quarterbacks going up against him this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I'm, I'm a fan of the division. Fan of the division now. I think I like I like that all three teams are have have a have a direction. They have they have somewhere they want to go. I think you know the years prior they kind of were just filling it out. I think now they have all of them have some really good head coaches. They're gonna I think they're gonna be good. But for the Jets, uh, they're in a great spot. Had having Adam Gates there, uh, you know, co- coaching Sam Darnold is huge. Absolutely. So now let's talk about my favorite offseason move with the New York Jets with signing Le'Veon Bell. I think Le'Veon Bell is going to be an impact piece Woo! right away for this Jets team. And the dumbest <laughs> offseason move for the Jets was how in the world would they sign Trevor Simeon? He is a he's a trash quarterback. <laughs> what makes him a good backup quarterback? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'll say I'll see yeah, Le'Veon Bell. Oh my God, big time, big time. Especially, you know, you know, th- throughout the entire year last year, all the stories, all the hate he received. You get a guy like that that's motivated to, to come out. He's gonna he's gonna prove why he's the best running back in the NFL. And you know, they're gonna give him the ball. Gates is gonna give him the ball. They're gonna run the ball, play defense. Him and I think him and CJ Mosley were big time pickups. You know, taking taking CJ Mosley away from another AFC team in Baltimore, and now you have him in the middle. Uh that's, that's that's dominant. That's dominant right there. Again, with the other guys we just talked about. So now you look at all three levels. They have they have some really special players from the D line, from the backer, and then also on the secondary. And then you also, I mean, you also got Tremaine Johnson over there on on the um, on the outside as well at, at corner. So uh, I, I love that pickup with CJ. He's one of the best middle linebackers in the, in the NFL. One of the most underrated linebackers in the NFL. So um, I'm playing those two pickups. Simeon, yeah, I mean, he's a backup. So I, I mean, I won't get on him too much, but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they could have they got somebody else. All right. So now that being said, uh, with that being said, uh, let's do our favorite draft picks of the Jets. I like tra- the pick of Quinnen Williams and Trayvon Wesco. Yeah, Qu- yeah, Quinnen Williams to me. I'm not sure about uh, – I don't, I don't know about too many offensive guys that, that they, they got. They got Jai Polite, and, you know, too. Bro. I think he's going to be pretty good. Yes, yes, yeah. Ja'Kai Polite and, and Williams were, were some really good pickups for them. Especially in that four-three defense that uh, that Greg Williams likes to play, so I think they can have some instant impact. So you think Greg Williams is going to run a three-four on the Jets? No, I think yeah, I think he's going to play a uh, four-three, four-three. How, yeah, I mean, how do you know that Greg Williams is running a four-three? I mean, that's that's isn't that, that isn't that that's usually what he what he runs, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure what the plans are. So the Jets, from what I hear, yeah, I mean he's. So the, yeah, go ahead. So the Jets will remain a 3-4 defense under Greg Williams. And then uh, – and I think they're also going to run a 4-3 as well. Okay, yeah, they might mix it up. Yeah, New England does the same thing. I mean, depending on the team they go up against, they might play 4-3, 3-4. Uh, I don't think – I think now in today's league with, with the passing, uh, the, the, way, the way the league is, is turned into a passing league, you have, you have to be able to switch it up and, 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 and make offenses think a lot more. So – I think so. Yeah, I, I could see them doing both. I think the starting defensive front for the Jets will be Quinnen Williams, Leonard Williams, and Henry Anderson. Oh, for sure, for sure. And if they go four three, 
Then um, you include uh, Steve McKeldon. Steve McKeldon, yeah. All right. So All that's right. what I'm yeah, telling you I what the Jets will do with that defense. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely the D-line for them. It, was that? I say, yeah, that's definitely going to be their D-line. And no I question. also think uh, Jahai Polite will start on the opposite side of uh, Jordan Jenkins. Uh, if, they, if they go 3-4 for outside backer? No, I mean every down outside linebacker with Jordan Jenkins. I think Jahai Polite will start, and then C.J. Mosley, Avery, Avery Williamson will start in the 3-4, in the you know? Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, either either way, either way, they're they're set. I mean, uh, like I said, they have some on, the, on defense. So, so my d- whatever, my break, my breakout rookies for the Jets this year on defense: Quinnen Williams and Jahai Polite. And on offense, I'm going with uh, Trayvon Wesco. Yeah, for me, I don't really have anyone on offense. Um, I just I think they're gonna use Bell a lot and, and continue to keep the guys that they already have. So I'm not sure about an offensive guy, but yeah, Quinnen Williams. No question. And then my defense, my player, my breakout stars on the Jets this year will be Sam Darnold and uh, Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams on defense. Uh, Darnold, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, even though he's not a, he's already a breakout star, but I just think Le'Veon is just going to just just go play out of his mind. I think he's going to be the offensive MVP for the, for the team. Oh, absolutely. You're absolutely right about yeah. that. So, with that being said, um, let's let's talk about now um, the projected order of the 2019 AFC East standings. I have the Patriots in first place, the Jets in second, yes. the Bills in third, and the Dolphins in last. Yep, New uh, England one, Jets two, Miami three, Buffalo four. Yeah, we just we just flip flopped on, um, on three and four. And then our final thoughts of the day is for the NBA. I didn't really like how Toronto fans cheered when KD got injured. That was not good. And for the NFL, I look forward to when the Patriots start playing football games again. Yeah, that was yeah. Final NBA thoughts. You know, prayers up first. Up prayers up for KD. Uh, hopefully, it's speedy recovery, and and you know he could get back and and get back to you know superstar level form. You know, he wanted to go out there and kind of prove people wrong that he could still that he could play, and he wasn't just trying to quit uh, on the team. Uh, just just sucks. And yeah, the Raptors fans—they're completely classless. I mean, even though they've never been there before, you're supposed to act like you've been there before. So, uh, yeah, that, that that was terrible. That was terrible for them to have fans waving and, and cheering that he got hurt. That's that's unprofessional and really sad. And then for NFL, <laughs> yeah, this, I think this is going to be a great year. Especially, this is going to be – AFC is – you know, people try to get on the AFC. You know, obviously people try to knock Brady and try to say, oh, the conference is, is trash and this of that nature. But they have some really young quarterbacks. You know, you got Baker, Mahomes, Watson – you know, all the three young quarterbacks in our division. So, uh, you know, it's, 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 no, it's, it's you know, what's, what, what's going to be the narrative? What's going to be the narrative against Brady now? So that's, you know, I'm excited too. I'm excited. Uh, absolutely. With that being said, CJ, I'll talk to you on Friday and have a good rest of your day. Talk to you on Friday. Uh, hit me up, guys. Guard up pod on Instagram. <laughs>